Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Christine Soule, founder of Providence Heights, located here in Bellevue. While it's just in its early days, great things are happening for women and children just on the edge of crisis. They are provided housing along with job training and counseling, and Christine will fill us in on how it's already having an impact. Christine is also an author, and her book is Broken and Beautiful, Let God Turn Your Mess into a Masterpiece. Christine Soul, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us this morning. Oh, good morning, Kate. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I am so grateful because uh, it's only recently that I really became aware of you and this really critically important and wonderful work that you're doing, and it's right here in our community. And it's just, um, it's, it just makes my heart swell, really, to think that here is the solution. We're always talking about how do we help people? What do we do? And we can, you know, walk around in circles and not get anywhere. But you have answered a prayer uh, you're doing things, and uh, and and in the course of doing wonderful work with those who are in need, you're offering the opportunity for us to be collaborators because you're not like, oh, here I'm going to walk in and solve the problem. It takes all of us, right? Mm, completely. And we're only one little piece in uh, in this big puzzle piece of of humanity. Right, and I think that when we see that we are all partners in this is when we're really going to come to having more of the solution and and really seeing the persons in each individual. Yeah. Right? So true. So you come to this work of Providence Heights through what I think is really beautiful and authentic because You've been in that place, so you're not just saying, oh, I'm this great, big-hearted individual, which is great, but still, mm-hmm. you you can identify, and I think that that just gives, um, underscores the work and how you can relate and really uh, uh, identify with the women that uh, will be and are being served by Providence Heights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So in your personal experience, because you you do very honestly share this in your book, Broken and Beautiful, and and that just really talks to what's gone on, being broken, but you are still beautiful. And from that, that, God creates just an amazing kind of person and an amazing work. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, the the concept of broken and beautiful is from the art um, Kintsugi, and it, it's really the concept of taking a uh, vase or piece of art that has been shattered and broken and really deemed trash and worthless, and instead of throwing it away, you fill it with all of those cracks with gold, and as a result, it becomes far more beautiful than what it was in the first place. And so it, that when I had seen that art, it just really spoke to me that, you know, that's really the story of our lives. So often we hide in shame. We don't want to share those painful moments and what would people think. But you know what? If we allow God to really illuminate those areas of brokenness, how that can really 
set other people free. And there's a scripture I love. It's uh, Genesis 50, 20. And it says that, you know, what the enemy has done for evil, God will turn for good. And I've, I've had a lot of people say to me, well, God hasn't turned it for good in my life, but you got to keep reading. It says for the saving of many lives. And so that's, that's really been a life verse for me is that, you know what, my pain and, and trauma can really be used for God's glory when I help other people. So that's much of my motivation. And you are just living that to the fullest. Mm, I I get to do the coolest job, I believe, on planet Earth. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> But it's not like someone said, here is the job. You you were listening to the promptings of your heart, I would say. And and in doing that, it's all evolving. Mm, so true. Yeah. It it has been an amazing journey. And, you know, it like you said, it really did start with my own trauma and the things that I had experienced in my life. Um, but it's it's that prompting, you know, I, I sat in Gethsemane and we were on a, a trip in Israel and and one of our, our dear friends, Carrie Summers, was sharing about the olive seed and and he was talking about, you know, about 13 to 18 percent of the oil itself comes from the seed. And he says, you know, most Christians are willing to be used by God. And, and that's amazing. God honors it. He loves it. He's so proud of them. And he holds up this seed and he says, but very few are willing to be crushed for the things of God. And he says, what are you willing to be crushed for? And then he sends us off to go be with Jesus for like 30 minutes in Gethsemane, you know, where he was, was uh, <laughs> sacrificed for our, our sins. And I just sat there with everything in me just crying out to God saying, crush me, Lord, whatever it takes, whatever that looks like, I'm yours. I'm sucking air for you. <laughs> so, so use me how you want to. And it was right after that, that God really prompted me, prompted me to start doing Providence Heights, where we, we not only care for women and children, but really it's that the concept of, of entrepreneurial skills and training so that they can not just survive, but thrive. Um, so for, for my personal story, you know, I, I started doing drugs when I was 10 and at 17, I was pregnant with my first daughter. Less than two years later, I had identical twin boys and I was a drug addict, meth addict, and I was abused. I was trafficked. I was living a gay lifestyle and I was filled with rage. And at 21, I fell to my knees and I cried out to God. And I said, if, if you are real, take my life. It's yours. And I so tangibly felt the power and presence of God that I threw all the drugs and alcohol away. And really, I, I should have had a heart attack for, for stopping meth the way that I did. But, you know, I never even had a temptation, desire, or withdrawal. I was completely set free. And I know that's not everyone's story, but that was my story. And so it set me on this journey of who is this Jesus guy? And, and then I was also, you know, bouncing from house to house with three babies, not knowing how I'm going to survive, but also filled with the greatest joy because I had Jesus. And, you know, I was ready and willing to do whatever it took to take care of my, my babies, but I just needed an opportunity. And I never actually ended up on the streets because 
God provided that opportunity. And so when it came to Providence Heights and God putting it on my heart to really help women and children in need, he really brought me back to that moment in time of, of number one, just having that relationship with Jesus Christ can change everything. Um, but you know, it, the opportunities, like I, I wasn't qualified to, to have any kind of a job that would even pay for my childcare. So I was stuck. It's not that I wasn't bright. It's not that I wasn't willing. I just, I needed a chance. So what we do is we really focus on prevention. And with that, we are also focused on sustainability for ourselves. So we don't always have to go to donors. So what we're doing is we're starting businesses. And the first one we actually launched six weeks after they started Providence Collective, which is the business side of our nonprofit. And so we started a coffee business. It's called uh, Providence Collective. And then it's if you go to the website, it's providence-collective.org. And so the women, though, they built the website. They're doing package fulfillment. They did the marketing, uh, purchasing, vendors, everything they have done. And, you know, now they are walking in such a confidence of what they're capable of. They're thinking about what businesses they want to start now. And, and we're going to help them do that, too. Because there is the space, correct, at, uh, at Providence Heights for more of that to develop. Oh, absolutely. So we, we bring the women in. We have an area. We, we have collective meetings every week. And, you know, in fact, a couple weeks ago, I had gotten a text from one of the ladies and she said, can we just run the collective meeting this week? <laughs> <laughs> I showed up and they had the agenda ready. They had PowerPoint presentations and all of the comparisons. And I mean, it was mind blowing to see what they accomplished. So, so at our facility, we, we can house up to 88 women plus their children. And we have space for all of our collective meetings and our packaging right there. But we do our, our beans at a roasting company and, and do the, the packaging of the beans there. And then we bring it back to, to Providence Heights just because it's a food. And then we'll be starting other businesses once this one is really off and running as well. It is, it is so beautiful. Uh, there's just so much about that that's exciting. But thinking of the women saying, you know, can we just run this meeting? It, it just is a situation of by believing in a person, mm-hmm. trusting that they are capable all of a sudden they begin to see themselves in that light and and just start doing the dash. Yeah, we, we had one girl who said, it's the first time in my life I've ever had someone that said they believe in me. Hmm. Another one said, you know, I, I had a, I was, I was in a fraternity. I owned my own hair salon. I, I worked so diligently in my profession. And she said, it, it didn't matter what I did. I, I could never get ahead. And I never, I never really had the opportunities. And she said, on day one at Providence Heights, I had a seat at the table. And, and she has walked in that. She fully, this one fully intends to run a Providence Heights one day. And I completely believe that she will. Because there's obviously a need 
for this to basically be a footprint that can be replicated multiple times over because we we just have such a great need in our society. Yeah, we really do. And you know, the the women, it's it's actually a little hard to figure out kind of what we are because we don't really exist out there. It's it's really a focus of prevention. And so a lot of people think that we're a shelter, which is the last thing that we are. It's women who come in and they're just trying to keep their head above the water. They're just, you know, it could be a mama who ends up in divorce or, you know, health situations, things from COVID where people are like, man, I do not know how I'm going to make rent. And, and then we really give them the skill set to, you know, prepare for, for their future and launch them into their destiny. They're kind of in that in-between where if if there wasn't this, I'm going to call it a, like a safety net, they could end up on the street into drugs and, and a di- downward spiral. But here it is. It's almost like the fishing rod is catching them before they get to that edge and, yeah. and helping them, right, to, to get a footing. You got it. The way I like to describe it is, you know, there's, amazing um, organizations out there that are, are even working with us and we love them so much. But, you know, I, the way that I see it is that most of us at some point in our life have been at the edge of the cliff and our next critical steps that we take will determine whether we start to fall off the cliff. And, and those amazing organizations are throwing ropes and they're so good at it. The problem is we're throwing so many ropes, it's really hard to catch people. And, and depending on how far they've fallen will really determine whether we can pull them back up or if they have the strength to hold on. And so what we consider ourselves instead is that we are a guardrail. We are preventative. Mm-hmm. We do not want them to ever have to experience the pain of, of all of the heartache that comes once you start to fall off the cliff. And, you know, there's a stat that, that rocked my world. And it was that women have 72 hours on the streets before pimps and drug dealers get to them. 72 hours. So if you want to, if you want to end trafficking, stop it from happening, stop it from them going on the streets. If you want to, if you want to help to end drug addiction, help prevent women from ending up on the streets. If you want to help um, with foster care, they lose their babies if they go on the streets. Stop that from happening. And and the, the struggle that I have is, you know, the way society has created this system is that you have to get so far down before you can get the assistance that you need. The problem is, why do they have to experience all that trauma and pain before they can get help? And how much more cost are we going to have to pay because of all of the mental health, the drug addiction, the trafficking, and everything I mentioned? Wouldn't it just be more cost effective at the beginning? And and wouldn't it be the greatest act of compassion to help prevent it from happening in the first place? Absolutely. Yes, exactly. Because we end up paying and there's such devastation on the uh, other end of it. So why? Why go through all that that ugliness? Mm-hmm. Right? It, it doesn't make sense to me. And I've, yeah. I've kind of stepped back as, you know, I, I went from extreme poverty to marrying a man who owned a software company who had the most generous heart in the world. And I, I had the opportunity to live a life of philanthropy for 24 years. 
And you know, when God put this on my heart to do this, it, it really struck me that, you know, are we a society, and this is on me too, are we a society more focused on, look at all the people I saved, look at the people from that were trafficked and look at the people who were, were homeless and look at the, and we almost want the most devastating stories because it has such compelling moments in it. But, you know, for, for Providence Heights, we don't care about how many people we saved. We care about how many women's lives have been utterly transformed and set free. I don't need to know what I prevented. Mm. I just need to know that, that they are launching into their destiny and now they can make an impact on other people's lives. Oh, that is just so beautiful, so incredible. And I, I think that's, that is the kind of heart we need to have. And in doing this with these women, and particularly those who have children, it's making that world of difference in those children's lives as well. Oh, you know, one of our boys, he's 10 years old. He, he made the statement that um, I can sleep at night now. I'm not afraid anymore. Um, that's powerful. I, I had to walk away and just ugly cry after that one. Um, but that boy, he likes to sit in on the Providence Collective meetings and he has his say, and I think we should do this and I think we should do that. And I think he could be the president of the United States one day. <laughs> and you know what? He has the confidence now to be able to do that. And that, there's no price for that, really. To, right. It's the experience and... Um, you know, we can see that what could have happened, but here, um, and I know you're saying, you know, it's not all the, the lives that you've saved, but, but that is a part of it is it, these lives, you're right, transformed is, is a much more powerful um, and stronger word here to, to show what, how lives are being changed. That's it. You know, and it, it's the, we, in fact, you know, we, we battle over like, okay, how many numbers and what about this and what about that? And, and, you know, one of my statements that I had shared was our ladies will never be a number or a statistic. Mm -hmm. If you want metrics from Providence Heights, it's going to look something like this. Five of our women are being baptized today. That's an amazing metrics. When, when women are coming in with great struggles and then they have such confidence and authority and now they want to start businesses and, and the stories of tragedy to triumph and watching people um, so radically in love with, with Jesus. Those are our metrics. And it's really the focus of, you know, do we really see them or are they a number? World of difference. Yeah. And we're a family. We operate very differently because it's, it's really not a program as much as it is a family, a community of people who build one another up, who who love and adore one another, they do outings and activities. I mean, we are not we are not shut down. You know, people can go and do what they want. We're not their babysitters. They they are are free. They have jobs. They are empowered. They are filled with joy. And so. They are, though, 
as they come to Providence Heights, it is considered, though, just a transition space, but is, there's no time frame for that. It's what they need to begin to feel that they are now on more solid ground and ready to move out to their own home apartment. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I avoid every word like transition, homeless, <laughs> <laughs> because because once you see them, it's like, oh no, like, girl, you are solid. Mm. Um, so, so yes, it's, it's a 12 month program. They can, they can leave when they choose, but you know, we offer things like we do personality testing and life coaching. We do, um, uh, journaling and they're, they're learning, uh, things like QuickBooks, Adobe Acrobat. Um, they're learning, uh, banking and, you know, financial responsibilities, and then, you know, the building, the websites, marketing, there's so many opportunities for them to really uh, take that into their career afterwards. Uh, so, so that is an exciting thing. So we have the one-year program, and then the next year we will offer a graduate program where women who really do want to pursue um, entre- entrepreneurial careers and really kind of launch into maybe starting a business and leading the ladies that are coming in after them. Uh, so that that's open to a second year as well. It's so incredible. And, uh, and I, I appreciate how you, you're wanting to be careful about the language because, again, the, that language can become this label. And we that's mm-hmm. what we want to get away from is not labeling people as something. It's mm-hmm. everyone is an individual and capable of so much. Yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing because they all, they all are, they're working on their business cards right now and they've, they've all have titles, you know, if it's director of package fulfillment, director of marketing, director of, and, and they all have these titles now. And, you know, it's, it's such an empowering thing to feel like I have a purpose Mm -hmm. and, and I make an impact. And even that, you know, people are, uh, they're they're counting on me. I need to get what I need to to have as my responsibility completed, so that everybody else can do their job. And so to see them collaborate and work together, and you know, these are women who who really didn't know they had this kind of potential. And you know, we've only been open since March first. This is three months in, <laughs> and these ladies are owning it. And to see what, I mean, I, in the last meeting that I was in with them, I thought, my gosh, they have surpassed me. I don't know about package fulfillment. I don't know about how to, how to run this website. They have surpassed what we're doing. And, and that is incredible to see. Oh, oh, it's so exciting. That is so incredible. And so you have community members who are participating in doing the trainings. Uh, They're doing this as their contribution to the cause. Oh, you got it. We have so much talent. We have just one of the brightest um, business entrepreneurs who's really kind of leading the program and training them in all of these areas. We have someone who comes in and teaches the Adobe um, Illustrator and Acrobat. And then we have someone who's teaching QuickBooks. And so these are volunteers that are just pouring into these ladies. We also have mentors. Um, and like one gal who who is one of our girls' mentor, she... Uh, she helps run a boutique and this particular, we call them arrows. This arrow wants to start a fashion line one day. So one day a week, she actually goes and she hangs out at the boutique 
and just learns from from what our our precious Lola is doing. And so it's it's very exciting. We look for volunteers that have um, something that they're passionate about or that God's gifted them with that they can pour into our ladies so that, you know, it could really empower them to do great things. And uh, that is um, that cliche win-win, but that is what it is, you know, wanting to share of ourselves and someone grows from that. And, uh, and like you said, they're beyond what you're understanding. So they've taken their wings and they're flying. They are. <laughs> and, and far faster than I ever thought could be possible. Oh, and, and isn't that a marvelous thing? Yeah. Right? Shocking. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Only God. <laughs> right. And so, again, it, it's this collaboration, though, of community. And, you know, if we are touched, any of us listening to this story, which I think is just so phenomenal and so perfect, this is what we need right now, we can participate because this is a nonprofit organization and uh, it functions on the support of many, right? Mm-hmm. So how do yeah. we do that, Christine? You know, one, I'd love to have any of your listeners come and visit and see how you can be a part. That would be amazing. And then donations, you know, as we are establishing ourselves, just a reoccurring gift, whether it's $5, $10, whatever that looks like is a huge blessing for us. And then we also have our coffee product, which is top 2% of the beans in the world. It is premium coffee. And so if people wanted to purchase our coffee at providence-collective.org, that would be of great benefit, as well as if, if any of you know ladies who could be in your church, could be a neighbor, a friend, family member who you just, you know that they're just having a hard time getting by. It, it's not the, the homeless people. It's, it's the ones that, that could be a dear friend who's just trying to survive. And so, you know, we would love to have them fill out an application on ProvidenceHeights.org. And then my book, all the proceeds from the book, uh, Broken and Beautiful, also go to our precious uh, women and caring for their needs. Which is so great. And you're right here, kind of in right in the middle of Puget Sound, located in Bellevue, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So if, if we wanted to come by and, and see how we might participate and see the work that's going on, um, do we set up an appointment for that? Yeah, you know what, there's on on ProvidenceHeights.org, the top corner is a volunteer button. Mm. And if you actually just type in like, you know, where, where you heard from us and, you know, some of your passions, what you would love to maybe participate in, then they actually kind of stick you in a certain box so that when there's a need, you know, that they're not calling you for moving furniture, they're calling you for helping out with photography that kind of thing. So um, just share what you're interested in. We'll come and arrange a, a tour and, and it's, it's exciting to be there. It's, there's a lot of um, just power of God, joy, laughter. It, it really is the best place to, to work. <laughs> well, it sounds like that. And in it being that best place to work, just the incredible energy that, that is there and the change that it's, allowing to happen. This is how one way that I believe we solve what could be a homelessness issue. I'll use that word because yeah. the we could see in the faces of those people who are struggling out on the street 
that had they had that opportunity, that hand that reached out and said, come with me, mm. how different could their life be? Oh, I can only imagine. Mm. You know, if, if just one opportunity could have changed their lives forever. Nobody grew up wanting to be homeless. Right. It was one circumstance after the next. Let's right. stop the train that they're going down. And that's where Providence Heights and then, again, the footprint for more of these. When you have something that works, why reinvent the wheel? You know, mm. others can use the model and, yeah. and make it in their own communities. That's right. Right? Yep. Well, Christine Soul, you are just so amazing and, and such a ray of sunshine that Thank we you. all need. And I just am so in awe of the work that you're doing, but that you answered God's call in your life to come and do this work. Well, it's it's my greatest honor. And the, the team around me is breathtaking. It's a big group effort. And that says something as well, doesn't it? it it's not a solo performance. It oh, takes, no. No, <laughs> it takes all of us. Well, you are just really so grand. And I so appreciate your time with us this morning. And I hope that there's this great outpouring of support and interest. Mm, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. That brings us to the end of this very full hour of Inspirational Women with Christine Soul and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Mary Beth Shin. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Just click on the podcast tab, then either of the show names, and then look for the guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of finding where God is prompting you in your life. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9. Good morning. <music>